another edition of 11 Mile Sessions Live and Promised. Right here uh, on the other side, I have the gentleman known as Trey Gunn. How you doing today, Trey? I am good. We just arrived in Cleveland and we're setting up for our show tonight. All right. Well, you're almost to us then. That's that's a quick drive from uh, Royal Oak, which is just outside of Detroit. So nice. you guys are touring and you're promoting this brand new record, this n- new release called T1 Contact Information. Correct. Double record release. Um, and this is the first time you've done this under this name. Now, am I pronouncing it right? It's Tuner or Tuner? It's still Tuner. Okay. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. It's hard to say, you know. Yeah. And it, yeah. You can read yeah. stuff all day, but until you hear it pronounced, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the backstory is Pat, the drummer, and I had a group called Two. Mm-hmm. And then he and Marcus, the other guitar player, had a group called Tuner. So we're, we, we put a dash in there to distinguish. Well, not only that, but I would imagine if anybody tries to Google it, they'll get everything but your band on there, right? That's probably true. <laughs> but maybe if they Google something else, they'll get us by accident. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. All right. So if you don't mind, uh, let's go through like a little bit of background of the three of you, because for people that don't know you, um, obviously they definitely know uh, the people that you play with when anybody says King Crimson or um, Brian Eno and people like that, and even some of the other projects, they know immediately. But maybe not everybody knows you folks by name. Right, so. right. So let's start out with Pat. Um, maybe if you could give it a little background of what he's done and how you guys met and got started playing together. Yeah, yeah Pat was in this uh, giant group called Mr. Mister back in the 80s. I remember that. Uh, a couple of number one hits. And um, he's also worked with the Rembrandts a bunch and mm-hmm. plays on one of my favorite XTC records, Origins mm-hmm. and Lemons. And... Um, we met when I was working with uh, Robert Fripp and David Sylvian in the mid-90s, early 90s, mm-hmm. and we needed a drummer for a live show. That's where I met Pat. And so okay. we toured with David and Robert, and then that quickly led into us working with King Crimson in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played with Crimson for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Pat's been with them for the last 30, 28 years. Okay. So... Yeah. I did see the uh, the last tour, that's what they're calling it, last summer, and they had three yeah. drummers playing with them, so I'm going to imagine one of them was Pat. Yeah, Pat was, uh, I believe, the drummer on the left. Oh, okay. I yeah. don't know if I could picture that in my mind, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> and he, Pat kind of specializes in really, um, and it's even more so in our tuner shows, specializes in... Um, uh, live acoustic drumming and lots of electronics so he's triggering mm-hmm. electronics he's triggering loops he's triggering sounds and samples and it's all mixed into this giant percussion uh, uh octopus octopus thing okay yeah i uh, was able to check out a video the other day on youtube it was actually a live performance from you guys just from a few days ago and I, oh, okay. I, uh, I was trying to multitask, I have to admit. I was still listening, but I was trying to like do something else. And I heard the beginning, and it's like, okay, that doesn't even sound like drums. But it was him no. doing his percussion, of course. Yeah. What is some he... of the samples aren't drums. They're, mm-hmm. they're all, anything but drums, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, is there anything in particular that he uses, or it's just electronic manipulation, or? Uh, they're all his own samples, so it's it's samples that are manipulated or things that are taken off the record, mm -hmm. and sometimes they're loops, sometimes they're individual hits, sometimes they're three-minute-long vocal sample that rides over the top of one of our improvs. It's it's everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's where the, uh, what do they call that, the vocoder comes in? Well, no, the vocoder on the record was actually mostly myself using oh. the vocoder, but Pat, Pat also using the vocoder. Okay. Yeah, with the voice. It's, a, it's an instrument you put your guitar into or keyboard into, and then your voice, uh, the, the pitch of the instrument modulates your voice. Mm-hmm. So is that similar to the talk box that people have used, like Jeff Beck similar. and others? Similar, except it's purely electronic. It's more of a, a like known kind of an electronic music, like Kraftwerk used to use it okay. a lot. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I certainly recognize all the, the names that you mentioned there that, you know, he's been with, and it's like, oh, wow. But most people don't dig deep enough to know the, every member of every band that they like. So. But, yeah, sure. But certainly the people he, he's played with. I wanted to ask you about those costumes that I see there, like for the album release. You're wearing okay. like all these different uh, helmets and stuff. You look like aliens, or well, like something are, out of Star Wars. Sorry. We are. I mean, our 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 kind of strategy with the music is where it can be weird, we can go even weirder in every <laughs> aspect. Yeah, and, and that's kind of our strategy with 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 the musical structures, with the phrases, with the sounds, with the, the costumes, everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, I, the videos I've seen so far, you're not dressed like that at all. Do you do you dress like that at all live, or just that's just for the, the album work? Uh, no, we don't dress like that live. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I would say it's probably better in the winter time to do that because it's probably too warm in the summer. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on a uh, little bit about Marcus Ruder then. So Marcus, and it's it's I can't pronounce it the German way, but I say Reuter. He says even more Germanic uh, sounding. Ah. So it's Reuter. Um, he I've known Marcus almost as long as I've known Pat, like from the mid '90s, and he. Both of us were playing this instrument called the Chapman Stick back in that, that day, which is similar mm -hmm. to the instrument I play now. We both play now, which is a, a ten-string all-tapped instrument with all your both your hands are on the instrument, mm -hmm. um, which is what Tony Levin's known for playing with Crimson. And Marcus and I kind of have we're kind of the pioneers of, of the development of, of one wing of that instrument. Mm -hmm. And so Marcus and I have collaborated about how to play it for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And um, he's done a lot of a lot of projects. Uh, he's been playing with Pat and Tony Levin a lot, like the last twelve years. They have a group okay. called Stickman, and that's been, I guess, one of his main gigs. He's a producer and composer based out of Berlin. And uh, we've done a couple of shows uh, as a duo, Marcus and I. But we haven't. This is a really our first group together. Okay. Yeah. It was about time the three of you got together. Huh? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay. And uh, before we move on to yourself, of course, um, I'm really curious. I'm not really a guitar nerd, but um, the U8 Touch guitar, that's what he plays on this record and obviously live. Yeah, yeah. That's an instrument of his own design. That's an eight-string version of a Touch guitar. It's, it's uh, not that, 
most people would relate to it as like an eight string guitar. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually very different, uh, but it doesn't look that different. It hangs differently and you, you play it completely tapping style as well. I play a 10 string guitar made by a guy named Mark War that has uh, five bass strings and five guitar strings. And I play it on my lap now for these shows. Okay. Now, is that what that is? Is the War guitar that they mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. W A R R. Mark War huh. makes it. Okay. So that's not a brand. That's an actual, like, mo- a type of guitar. It is. It is. It's hard to say. It's both a brand and a type of guitar. I mean, we kind of think of them all as, as tapped guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, because he used the tapping technique, and uh, Mark War was one of the one of the early guys who, who who made a custom model for me. I started using them about 1999, and the one I have now, I've been playing that particular instrument since 2002. Mm-hmm. So, what is the difference for you um, playing a war guitar compared to a regular guitar? Is it, it just a lot easier, or does it just give you different sounds that you wouldn't be able to get with a standard guitar, or? Not so much different sounds, it's just that it's set up and it's built for the, this, this particular tapping technique, which you can do on guitar, you can do it on bass, mm-hmm. you can do it on uh, any string electric instrument. It's just that it's, it's set up and designed specifically uh, for that technique, which is, which is quite unique and actually very, very different than, than most guitar, how, mm-hmm. how most guitar is played. Oh, um, my uh, engineer wanted to ask you a question. Is it the same technique that Stanley Jordan has used? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of technique that Eddie Van Halen did tapping. um, Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody does it now. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's just our our instrument is specialized on it, and and, and Marcus and I have kind of um, really explored how you do the specific technique and markets is even more expert on it than i am mm-hmm. the actual technique yeah yeah but i would think you know i'm just guessing because i play a little bit just for hobby um the the way you play it on stage like on your lap it's almost like playing a piano in a way and i think that would be even easier wouldn't it um i think so i, I i'm one of the only guys who does it on my lap um, I think more people will be following me, but we'll have to see. Um, it's, it's kind of like playing the, it's, it's a little bit like playing the inside of the strings of the piano because you're actually touching the strings. Okay. And so it's a little bit, it's a little bit different than playing keys because mm-hmm. I have to, um, I, I have to hit the You still have to just pluck right. it a little bit? No, no plucking. Just no, tap. That's just it. tapping. Just tapping. One finger. Okay. And, and uh, you know, I have to hit it just right, but also I get access to controlling the vibration of the string after I've tapped it, which you can't do with the piano. Once you hit it, you're yes. done. Yeah. Just, yeah. just release. That's all you can do. Hmm. Very interesting. So it, it should be uh, interesting not only uh, sonically, but visually to see you guys play live. Yeah, and we also process the junk out of the sound, so it, <laughs> you may not even recognize. I mean, it's pretty hard to tell who's what Marcus is doing and what I'm doing because we change our roles. He's the bass, I'm the soloist, he's doing textures, I go to the bass, I've got a trumpet sound, he's got a screaming banshee sound. We, mm. we do all sorts of different things to it. So you can do the um, the work of an orchestra with just three guys? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, that's cool. So, uh, so you guys are on a, an extensive tour. 
Uh, you're playing the Northeast and the Midwest. Did you already play the other side of the country, or is that after a break later on? This, this is our first tour, um, and actually we're not even that far into it. I think this is our fifth show tonight, fourth or fifth mm-hmm. show, and I think we have 17 or 18 shows. First yeah. tour, first ever, and we're just starting a run of five shows in a row, maybe six in a row. So that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. We do a lot of, about half the show is completely improvised, and... Um, it's a, it can take a lot out of you. I can imagine. Uh, kudos to you guys. I mean, I I know that you're not exactly spring chickens, and there's people no. out there half your age that don't do six nights in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And then next year we'll do uh, the West Coast and mm-hmm. maybe the South. We'll see. Um, maybe branch off and do anything in uh, Europe. Yeah, well? we have some shows in, in the Czech Republic um, in November. Hmm. And then we'll then we'll be going uh, back to Europe, maybe next summer. I'm not sure. Or the fall. I don't. I don't know. The, we're still fiddling around with the schedule. I've been really curious about that. I've seen a lot of artists, you know, similar to yourself, and they'll do these dates um, just by themselves outside the U.S. And it's just in the Czech Republic. I guess there's a big following of that type of music there now. Yeah, it's a very different culture over in Europe. There's a big following for the music, but also there's a lot of uh, sponsorship for shows that we don't have in the United States. We have mm. purely a, 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 a pure capitalist system here where the, it's only if you could sell tickets you get to do shows, whereas in Europe there's often city funding or mm-hmm. a different kind of sponsorship so they can bring um, the more unusual artists in and people can experience them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and they probably don't take uh, the people that sell the tickets don't take all your money like they do here in the U.S. <laughs> I I will say the clubs we're being we're playing in they're very they're very good about it, but we don't sell tickets through Ticketmaster and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that because it's it's gotten really crazy now. There's just too many fans like myself. I there's a lot of acts I would like to see like now because I'm still. Just young enough, I can still get out there and do it, but it's just too expensive now. By the time you get the resale and the fees and all that, it's like, oh, my God, I could go to 20 shows in my local area for that much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to listen to a couple of songs. It's available on Bandcamp. Obviously, you can't listen to the whole record. Uh, 31, Apple Turtle, and Poem for a Sad Horse. Uh, Lots of great stuff there. Uh, I... Definitely get uh, a certain amount of fusion in there, although that that word isn't used a whole lot anymore. But then, of course, progressive rock. And then, you know, it would be ridiculous to expect at least two, if not all three of you, not to have some King Crimson kind of influence in your sound there. This is true. Yeah. And uh, the the record was completely improvised. Uh, Hours and hours and hours of stuff we haven't even gotten to yet. But this was... Mm -hmm. Uh, the first kind of go through the batch of stuff and decide how we wanted to to kind of frame the improvs. And uh, so we ended up with a double record because there was just too much cool stuff. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. You probably could have done four even. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have some more recordings here in the next mm-hmm. few months. Yeah, that's... Some, at least if not these live shows, then other stuff from the original. We, were, we only recorded like four or five days down in Texas a couple of months ago, and that's where this record came from. Okay. So obviously, if we go see you live, then it's not going to be exactly like the tracks that we have and I have in front of me. You know. It's not going to be anything like that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it'll be in the same, it'll be in the same solar system, but it'll be completely <laughs> different planets. So, 
It's it's kind of a, a weird analogy, but I think of the Grateful Dead. They would do that. They would noodle on for like 10 minutes before you'd figure out, oh, wow, they're covering this song. <laughs> you didn't exactly. recognize it until you got like halfway done with it. But, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that, too, because I know that everything I've ever read and heard, in fact, I talked to um, Robert Fritz, Fripp, sorry, can't talk too much caffeine, um, his manager, they got that little tour they did where you could ask Robert Fripp any question you wanted. And it basically comes down to is like he has this reputation for being kind of temperamental and, you know, I won't go through some of the other words you could probably say. But at the end of the day, he's like a perfectionist. That's what it is. He really wants everything to be perfect. So when you're with him, that's what you have to do. But like with this project here, you can just like no holds barred. You know, that had to be a lot different doing it that way. Yeah, I mean, King Crimson is a very specific thing. And actually, I've worked with Robert in a lot of projects that aren't King Crimson. And they're also very different than King Crimson. King Crimson's a special, mm-hmm. special beast. And Robert's kind of has extra responsibility to maintain it, mm-hmm. to do its thing. So with this project, we kind of, well, the improvs are a great uh, um, explanation. We kind of take the strategy that it, anybody can go anywhere they want and we support them. So if you want mm-hmm. to go off and start doing this kind of strange thing, you have at it and we'll support you. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I go this way and Pat will support me. And um, wherever that is, you know. Yeah. So we don't have to, we don't have to concern ourselves with is it King Crimson or not, which is Robert's kind of um, quality control thing. Is this mm-hmm. this this piece of music fits with King Crimson, so it's King Crimson. We don't have to do that. We can we can go anywhere we want. Yeah. So you're never going to be an exact flavor, if you will. No, I mean we may do a reggae tune tonight. Who knows? Probably <laughs> not. If we did, it'll be a, it'll be a you know reggae on the, the, the moon Europa or something. Okay. All right, so you're going to play, what is it, Cleveland tonight? And then tomorrow night you're going to be here in this area at Westland at a place called the Joy Manor, which is behind yeah, the we, Token we don't Lounge. Know. Huh? None of us know it. None of us yeah. know that place yet. So it'll be... Okay, well, uh, the Token Lounge, if you're familiar with that, it's been, it's probably the, the oldest one still standing of all the rock clubs it's been around since 1971, I want to say, and it still okay. has a lot of bands that they put to, you know, on the older bands, the established metal bands, and, and anything, you know, like even the kind of music you do. Basically what it is, it's, it's a, a way that if they get a, a possibility of a double booking, then they use the Joy Manor so they can have a lot of times two shows at the same time. Not always, but that's what I've been told by management when I've talked to them. But it's really nice. It's actually in right behind the Token Lounge. And there's actually, it's a bigger space and there's more room for people to relax and sit down as opposed to the Token Lounge, which is more your standard stand-up only bar, you know, standing room right, kind right. of thing. So. Cool. But well, it's, still... it's going to be a crazy show. I can mm-hmm. tell you that. Yeah, it sounds like it. So uh, this is only going to be like live on Facebook, unfortunately, because I don't usually do my broadcast till Thursday. But people on Facebook okay. will be able to get uh, wind of your show tomorrow, and of course find okay. out about awesome. the new new album. Uh, but other than that, we can talk about this again, pre-recorded, of course, on Thursday. And I noticed that uh, this is your label that uh, presented this, right? Seven D Media. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've had the label for a couple of decades now, and uh, it started out just um, because I had distribution across the states. It started out mostly just being my records, and then mm-hmm. eventually a friend had a record, and I said, well, let me put it out on my thing, and it just kind of grew to, to mostly uh, people I know personally. Okay. Um, is there anybody that we might possibly know that has a record on there outside of your project? Uh, David Torn. Okay. Um, Michael Shreve. Do you know Michael Shreve? Drummer yes. for the original Santana. Mike, Michael's got two records coming out with us this fall. Nice. Um, Stickman. And, and we're really excited because he's never really put out a solo record. And actually, I played on the record like 18 years ago, and he still hadn't finished it. And we finally like, Michael, you got to finish the record. <laughs> Um, Zakir Hussein's on it, Jack Dijonet, all, all these amazing uh, people mm-hmm. are on it, so that's exciting. Uh, Stickman Records, uh, Jerry Murata's on a bunch of bunch of mm-hmm. records. Yeah, Security Project, a lot of, lot of projects. Pat's got some records, Marcus has got some records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plenty to, to listen to. All right, well... And then we've also, we've also published, uh, I've put out these uh, transcription books of the King Crimson Discipline Arrow music and also the Thrack record. Every okay. note transcribed and tabbed, so that's that's part of seventy as well. Mm, nice, nice. Okay, so let me see if I can get that the right page in front of me here. Unless you want to do it. Um, all right, so seventy. Yeah. So that's the number seven, the letter D, lowercase media. dot com. Correct. Correct. Okay. And we so, also sell the we also sell the the tuner downloads and CDs through that website as well. Okay. And then, of course, I noticed that uh, if anybody wants to go to some of their favorite places like Bandcamp, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, they can check it out there as well. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I really appreciate it, Trey. I've enjoyed this a lot, uh, taking the time out to speak with us. And I wish you continued success in all facets, 70 Media, Tuner, and anything else you do in the future. Excellent. Thank you for having me. All right. You take care, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.
That is the band Tuner, and you saw the uh, interview 
before that video. And if, if you didn't, well, you can just get it on demand later on on all the all the streaming channels, whether it's Fire, Roku, Apple, Spotify, Facebook, you, you name it, you can find it. Uh, though th- That band actually played last night at the Joy Manor, which is a place that's part of the Token Lounge in Westland. It's right behind the building and where the back parking lot is. A great place to see a show, actually. It was probably more roomy, and you could actually sit and uh, relax and enjoy the, the trip that that was. In fact, I'm kind of bummed I didn't bring an edible to take before I saw that video. That would have been really cool. But anyway, uh, so they played last night. We did actually broadcast the um, the live video of the interview on Facebook yesterday, but we couldn't, uh, you know, keep it going. But you got to see it again, and um, you, you kind of missed them. They played last night, but hey. Next time they're around, it's Tuner. It's um, three guys that have been in many great bands. Two out of three have played with King Crimson, Robert Fripp, The Stickmen, and all kinds of other uh, cool outfits there. So I highly recommend them. Really nice guy there, uh, Trey Gunn, and uh, we wish him well. All right, um, we're go- we were going to try to get a. Um, interview with Greg Howe. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's been around since the 80s. Back in the day when uh, guitar rock, instrumental rock was really huge. Joe Satriani was just starting to make it big. Steve I was around. Um, People like Richie Kotzen, Jason Becker, and a few others. And Greg Howe was one of them, actually. He was one of the packs, so to speak. You couldn't find a guitar magazine most of the time that didn't have his face either on the cover or somewhere in an interview or maybe to endorse a instrument of guitar or strings. You got you get the point. But anyway, he's actually playing at the Token Lounge tomorrow night. So if you're interested in checking out Greg Howe, we won't be interviewing because we couldn't get our schedules lined up, but uh, maybe next time. But if you like what you see coming up in just a moment, then you want to maybe check him out. It's at the Token Lounge. It's on Joy Road between Inkster and Middlebout and Westland. Place has been there since 1971. It's probably like the last rock and roll place standing that's um, pretty much been running with no interruption. Anyway, we're going to do um, a video of a track called Sunny. That's a standard, and it's kind of a jazzy number, and the, the song itself is probably older than I am, so you know it's old. But anyway, we're going to enjoy that, and then coming up after that, we're going to do a tribute to Rob Cedar. Now, I have to admit, I didn't know him that well personally, but I had heard of him. I had seen him around, and I know um, from what it, everything I've heard from all the musicians in the Detroit area that he was a super nice guy. And unfortunately, he had heart issues and didn't realize it, and he died at a very young age of 54. So um, best to his family and friends, uh, our condolences. But we're going to do some videos by him afterwards. And coming up at 7 o'clock, we have Midnight Proof. So don't go around. Don't go away. <laughs> They're a great band. You're going to want to check them out. So we've got lots of great stuff for the next almost hour and a half. So without further ado, this is Greg Howe. He's going to be playing tomorrow at the... The Token Lounge, and it's a tour from promoting his upcoming release, Upside Down, and this is a track called Sunny.
Greg Howe, like I said, if you've been around the 80s, you probably had heard of him. He was a, is, I should say, a great guitarist. Um, he didn't quite ma- get the fame and fortune, if you want to call it that, that Joe Satriani and Steve Vai got, but uh, he definitely has made some great music over the years, playing tomorrow night at the Token Lounge, and that was Stu Ham on bass. You might recognize him from playing with uh, Joe Satriani, especially in the heyday years, and Dennis Chambers on drums. He's a guy that's a multi-talented uh, drummer. He's played for all kinds of different bands, including Santana and George Clinton and Funkadelic and many others, so super group there, definitely. Anyway, we got... Um, Three more videos coming up at 7 o'clock, Midnight Proof. The band is going to be doing a live performance for an hour, 7 to 8 o'clock. I'll be over there interviewing them, hanging out and having a great old time. But meanwhile, we're going to do three videos by the band Karmic Lava. Uh, The gentleman that's the bass player for this band, he originally, or actually recently rather, was in a band called Toe Cutter. That was his last project. But this is when he was in Karmic Lava. I figured I'd uh, play that. Anyway... Rob Cedar unfortunately passed away just a couple of days ago, just a just a short few hours ago, so to speak. Uh, had a bad ticker and died at the very young age of 54. Rest in peace, Rob. I hope you're having a good time checking out some great music wherever you are up there. 
And uh, we'll do that, and that'll get us to 7 o'clock, and I'll see you in the other room. All righty. This is Karmic Lava.
All right, 11 Mile Sessions Live. It is just a few seconds after 7 o'clock, and you know what time that means. We have a live band in here. I'm lucky enough to have the band Midnight Proof with me for the next hour. How you doing, gentlemen? Doing fantastic. How about you? Ah, hanging in there. But I'm ready to rock. How about you? So are we. Okay, what would you like to start with? We're going to start with the uh, first track off of our album. It's called Rough One. Sir. 
Okay. Well, usually after the first song, we have the people introduce themselves. If you want to go around the room, if you have to borrow a mic or however you can do it. Uh, Let's start uh, with this gentleman here with the baseball cap. Uh, My name is Mike um, Guitar. Wrote some of the songs on Midnight Proof's uh, debut album. Okay. Steve Chapman, I'm the bass player. Back there on the drums is Mr. Ken Kamen. Hey, Ken. Over here on the lead guitar, Mr. Rob Bowles. And I'm Charlie Sonny. I wrote a lot of the songs on this album with Mike and Steve. Um, we all kind of collaborate together uh, to uh, make this thing happen. So, Okay, so you're talking about, uh, you mentioned a debut album. Now, that's still being pressed as we speak, correctly? That's correct. We, uh, we just sent it to Archer. Uh, in, in Detroit to get pressed. Um, Mike and Steve handled uh, handled all of that negotiation for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much negotiation. They give you a bill and you pay it. So, <laughs> well, and, and here's the date. Yeah. 12 days from never that you're going to get it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Final shortage. And yeah, we're looking at about December. December, we're hoping that's when it's going to come through. Well, that's going to be the same no matter who you go to, yeah. unfortunately. Everybody wants a, a vinyl record and... You know, you're going to wait. E- even the big-time people, no offense, but, you know, <laughs> if David Bowie, if he hypothetically, if he was still alive, yeah. he'd be waiting just like the rest of you, you know, yeah. for a new vinyl record. All because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> right. The only <laughs> one who doesn't have to wait. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited. We're getting it done right here in Detroit, though, so that yes, makes me happy. Yes, Archer Records has yeah. uh, been around a very long time. It's a mom-and-pop organization. I think he's either son or grandson, the guy that runs it. I forgot his name off the top of my head, but... Really nice people, and they've been doing it a long time. And, uh, you know, the last I checked, they, they're reasonable as far as the, the cost and all that. They don't, uh, shall we say, rape you for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, they've been really good to work with, yeah. and we're, uh, we're ha- we wanted it to be pressed in Detroit. We got the, we got the record made here in Detroit as well mm-hmm. in terms of the recording. We did that at the Temper Mill. Shout out to Eric, An- our engineer. Another one, Temper Mill, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. Okay. And uh, is there a title, or is it just simply entitled Midnight Proof? It is Midnight Proof. Okay. Self-titled. How many tracks on it? Ten. Ten. Okay. So I take it we're going to hear a a good chunk of those today? You should, yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. So digital first. That's how most people do it nowadays. you got to get it out there, you know, so people get excited by the time the vinyl is there, then they're ready. They're ready to buy that bad boy. Right. <laughs> yep. We're excited to debut on KK Box in Taiwan. Yeah, that was huh? the first place when we released. <laughs> that was the first stream we got was Taiwan. We're huge over there. Yeah. And we were big in Finland for a minute, too. But Yeah, for some <laughs> reason, we got put on a playlist in uh, some McDonald's and Starbucks in Helsinki and had streams going like crazy <laughs> for about a month. Hey, hey why not? Right? Why not? We're also big in Australia, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you never know where the stuff's going to go. That's funny, too. It it's too bad you guys can't afford to just, like, you know, hop a plane and go there. Yeah. You, you could be, like, these world-class celebrities. That's right. You know, <laughs> in a country you've never been into. Right. You yeah. know. Taking donations. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, now, how do I exchange this now? Yeah, what is this? Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll put up a QR code later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we keep it going? What do we have now? All right. This song is a song I wrote a long time ago. This song's called Barflies. One, two, three, four. <laughs> 
to look at Ain't no better on the inside One old lonely bartender Surrounded on all sides I walk in thinking I'm better I won't end up like the hill But ten beers from now They'll be throwing me out again So, who was attached to that barfly? <laughs> or all of you, though? So, funny story. Not the same one. Ken, <laughs> Ken was actually at that bar with me when that song came into my brain. Ah. It's a, it's a bar in Florida where they claim to have the hottest wings on the planet, but they don't. <laughs> but it's very close to the dog track in Fort Myers, and we had a whole lot of fun at the dog track, and then we went to this bar. And it's the parking lot for the bar is attached to a trailer park. <laughs> and I walked in there, and I, I was looking around, and I thought, man, if I lived here, the, this would be bad news. I'd be thrown out here every night. <laughs> and that's where the genesis of that song came from. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can you remember the buffalo chip? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he had sort a good of. time. Yeah. He had a real good time. <laughs> That was actually a song that Charlie, I mean, wrote that, CJ wrote that, what, 10 years ago, 12 years yeah. ago, and he brought it to us during, it was during COVID, we're 
emailing parts of songs back and forth together. Uh -huh. And he's like, yeah, I got this song, but I don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And it just, the email kept going around and around. And next thing you know, every part just fell into place yeah. and it became yeah. what, it, what, what it is. And Rob put together a real cool Texas country lead on there, which I really liked. And, and then it, we got to the point where it's like, okay, we need a solo. And Rob's like, well, I just, I'm just going to keep playing what I'm playing. So we looked over there and said, you need a solo. So Mike is a huge Prince fan. So he was kind of like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, just, just go Prince on it. <laughs> and he did. Ew. Mm. <laughs> cool thing about that song is that it's nominated for Detroit Music Awards. Was it? Yes. Yeah. What year? Yeah. This, this past year. year. Oh, just the past. Yep. past okay. Yeah. Right. Finalist in Outstanding Country Recording. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. uh, let's do another one. All righty. This is, a, this is a song, uh, this is another song I wrote. This one is called Just Run. Across the trail 
Ah. All right. Well, we kind of have a little bit of an idea because you mentioned the pandemic, but uh, how yes. long have you uh, gentlemen at, been at it as Midnight Proof? Um, what, about uh, three and a half, three and a half years? Since about the pandemic, yeah. About the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> so. We started out as a cover band mm -hmm. um, at Grooving Violation. We still play as that band. Okay. Um, as a cover band. We play, you know, bars around town and mm -hmm. play stuff that, you know, all the stuff that people know uh, and a few things they don't. And then we throw in a few Midnight Proof songs just to keep the uh, keep see, it rolling. But. See if they're paying attention. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. So we've been doing that together for about six years. And uh, okay, but the Midnight Proof thing came really came about as part of the you know kind of the pandemic. We were all stuck at home, and we all had stuff that we were working on. So and you had time to yeah, go through it all. Yeah. Exactly. So something good came of that pandemic, not just yeah. for you guys, but a lot of musicians did the same thing. So yeah, there's a lot sure. of great music coming out now. So you can tell a lot of people are working hard. Yeah. You know, we've, we realized during that time that we maybe need to rebrand ourselves from the cover band to the original band. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's a challenge to, to balance both and figure out who, you know, who's playing tonight. Well, you know, Midnight Proof is starting to really take over the personal persona. So oh, nice. Congrats. Okay. So, uh, you guys have been as Midnight Proof for about that long, and then um, I know Ken is not the regular drummer. Is that correct? Well, he, he's we we have a rotating cast back there. Ken Ken is one of one of our two main drummers, mm -hmm. um, and then we have we have a few that fill in. Well, I mean, we're a dad band. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we all have we all have families. We all have kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're all at the, at the point where you know some of us our kids are getting to be college age, seniors in high school, and. You know, mm. and then we've got people that are playing with us that still have kids in middle school and high school, and yeah. you know we kind of work around everybody's schedule. The nice thing is that we can we can drop in with a lot of different people back there on the kit and mm -hmm. and keep our keep our sound together. So, okay. you know that's that's kind of how we do it. And Ken, Ken did play on the record, so yes, he you did. Can hear yeah. song Ken on five of the songs on the record. Yeah, so okay, it's pretty cool. And awesome. our other our other drummer Hans Gilbo played on the other five. Hmm. Split duties, cool. Yeah. All right. When you're ready, let's do another one then. All right. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna travel. Just give me one more minute. This is another song that uh, CJ wrote. Oh, what a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. probably right. one of the first songs that we really started to play together as yeah. an original. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, the, the funny thing about this song is I never really thought it fit our sound, but it's like the most streamed song that we have. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of yeah, well thank and and Elise from WDET yes. for playing this on essential music a couple times mm -hmm. um so she yeah. really gave it some legs yeah that really yeah. helped we yeah. appreciate it it's kind of that local oprah winfrey thing you know if she <laughs> puts her stamp of approval on it then you know you, things start to happen yeah so i'll take it we got stamped by the local oprah and Elise. Thanks, mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> thank you very much i know much. It's, i know it's a weird analogy but you I'll you, it, you get it yeah <laughs> totally get it <laughs> all right let's do it said to leave you alone That just made you more attractive, baby Fact is I can't take you home It don't matter where we're going 
So school me on this. How did the name come about? That has to have like a meaning, but I'm not sure what it is. Midnight proof? Midnight proof. Yes. That's a great question. I think yeah. a, I automatically, you know, this is where my head is always at. I think a good whiskey, but, you yeah. know. You're, See, now you're, you're, you're on the right track. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> That's right. I think we were throwing names around. Um, The text threads with names was hilarious, the things that we were trying to come up with. Mm -hmm. Um, We started to play off the idea of uh, 2 a.m. poets, uh, midnight poets, you know, we tend, I tend to be writing songs really Mm -hmm. late at night. Um, Same here. Sometimes (laughs) whiskey-induced. So it just kind of came out of a lot of different texts and different messages, midnight proof. I don't remember where it came from, who came, whatever. It just sort of evolved into that. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it hit the top of the list, it was like done. It it Mm -hmm. wasn't even needed anymore. It's just the double entendre, we're midnight proof. We're always playing at midnight. We're playing at, you know, we played at Nancy Whiskey at one o'clock in the morning in the middle of a snowstorm. We're, you know, we're midnight proof. There you go. Fit the persona. persona there you go. We wanted to be. So. You play those kind of bars where they throw beer bottles at you, you know? Yeah, it's like the Blues Brothers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same bar tab too. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, let's keep right. it going then. So this next one is a uh, is a song that Mike and I wrote together. Mike had the idea for it, and uh, I sat down one night and 
just took his idea and wrote all the wrote the words for it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this sort one of that good concept where uh, you're walking home alone and you're thinking about all the people are telling you everything that you should do but they don't follow their own advice, but they're willing to give it to you. Mm -hmm. um, just happened to be, I was walking a block off of Main Street on Washington Street, and that's where Block Off Main came about. So this song is basically about um, all those people who tell you what to do, and you're just going to live your own life. It's a love letter to them. Ah, <laughs> sort of. Exactly. This, call, this song is called Block Off Main.
right, 11 Mile Sessions live with the band Midnight Proof. Let's have another toast. <laughs> Please. There we go. <laughs> I'll drink to that. All right, so uh, if you want to remind us a quick uh, list of any way we can get a hold of you guys, um, as far as like the websites, Facebook, the you know, where to find your music, the whole... You, na you name it. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, we're on Pandora, uh, YouTube Music, all under Midnight Proof, Midnight Proof Band, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or X, sorry, <laughs> X. That cracks um, me up, yeah, X. Instagram, um, yeah, all socials. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a, a EPK for anyone out there who's looking to book us uh, okay. under a Wix site, W-I-X, um, and that's under mm -hmm. Midnight Proof Band also. Oh, yeah. awesome. Okay. I was going to ask something else, but th this brain, it isn't what it used to be. Or stop by the Royal Oak Brewery. I'm almost always there. So There you go. Now, now you or, got my attention. Right, or or right. Motor City Gas. Yes. Oh, heck Let's yeah. Let's not forget Motor City Gas. <laughs> you know, Motor City Gas, we had a really great time there back in, oh gosh, it had to be March. Um, we just did an acoustic set inside their place, and they hadn't done live music before. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a really, really fun night. You know, mm -hmm. Rich and the whole group over at Motor City Gas has been really supportive to us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of, uh, well, let's do a song first, and then I'll ask you.
got hot in here yeah <laughs> yeah just thinking about it although yeah. it was hot and humid enough out there today wasn't it yeah it was i would be remiss if i did not say a big thank you since we're on tv to my buddy david sutherland for helping me write that song he wrote uh he wrote more than half of that song and it wouldn't be what it is without him it also wouldn't be what it is without these guys but wouldn't be what it is without him so thanks david cool yeah, Dave, we uh, brought into the studio to sing back up on it, too. So he's got some vocals on the record. Mm-hmm. And the version you just heard is an extended version. It's got an, a, a, yeah. a bonus verse, if you will, ah. as Charlie calls it, the controversial verse. No, it, <laughs> no, that's, that, that song used to have five verses, two bridges. It was, you know, seven and a half minute epic. And, you know, we, we, it was your free bird. We pined yeah. it down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> All righty. So uh, any upcoming shows, live shows anywhere, anytime? As Midnight Proof, we are playing September 9th. Mm-hmm. At, Saturday? Uh, yep, Saturday, September 9th, Trail Tunes in Madison Heights. Okay. Um, they are having a battle of bands that day, so mm-hmm. basically everybody gets a ticket. You walk around, hear the bands, put a ticket in to the bucket for your favorite band, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody that's watching this is going to put their ticket in Midnight Proof's bucket. Of course. And then at the end of the day, two bands will, uh, will compete for top prize. Mm. Pretty nice, pretty nice price. So mm. we hope you all come out to Madison Heights on Saturday, September 9th and support Midnight Proof and support local live music. Mm-hmm. That is a free event, by the way. Mm. Uh, it is a free event. They encourage you to uh, tip the bands, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, buy our merch. And, mm. uh, you know, but it's a great way for the community to get together, spend some time with live music. Um, 
they started that during the pandemic for hmm. when we could first start getting out. Right. And their idea, it's right there in the park behind all the, next to Lampier High School, the park there behind mm-hmm. all the county buildings. Okay. Or the city buildings, I should right. say. Mm-hmm. And uh, you basically walk all around, and there's bands placed all over all over the park, all around the city buildings. Hmm. Pretty cool event. Hmm. And we've got another gig in uh, December. We've got a couple of gigs as, as uh Grooving violation, but as Midnight Proof in December, we were playing the old Miami. Oh. And we're on a bill with uh, Grand Circus and Berserker, who are some old friends of mine. Um, so we're really looking forward to playing old Miami, get back mm. into Detroit. Sounds like a wild night, those names. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. And mm. guess what time we go on? Midnight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've been to old Miami. That, that's still the, one of the earlier bands sometimes, depending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I think we're doing really good on time. We might be able to squeeze these all in. You never know. You never know, yeah. You might hear the whole album. That's a bonus. So, on our set list right now, the next one, it says bourbon. So, hmm. Hmm. This is is a song called Bourbon County Blues. Take two.
Song selections from the upcoming self-titled Midnight Proof record. So you're gonna have a gatefold cover. You're gonna have stickers offered when you, this thing comes out, or <laughs> we've, we've got the stickers. Ah, <laughs> should include that with the yeah. vinyl purchase. Oh yeah, absolutely. We got, we got all kinds of merch ideas. Stickers, pins, koozies, decks of cards. That's what do you right. want? <laughs> <laughs> Shirts, CDs, rolling papers. The koozies no. are brand new. Right? Get a tight yeah. shot on that. <laughs> yeah, see, we do have CDs for old schoolers who want to keep it in their car, but uh, you know everything is already out. We're just waiting for the vinyl is what's coming. Yeah. In December. yeah. Well, that's hard now though because uh, new vehicles don't come with a CD player, new uh, computers and laptops don't come with a disc drive either. So there's no place to play CDs anymore unless you actually have a CD player. So it's getting rough for every every uh, medium. You have a phone with a camera that can read a QR code. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so let's try to squeeze these three in if we can. I mean, if CJ would stop tuning his guitar, we could probably get more in there, you know? So, so here's, the, here's the funny thing. All the songs that I write are uh, never in, a, in something that doesn't have a capo, or rarely, I should say. So that's why we're all over the map. Um, this one, actually, is a song that Steve wrote. And uh, it's one of our favorites to play. Woohoo! This song is called Go Steve. Whiskey and God.
Dinner time. I'm almost ready. All right. All right. You don't have to watch me tune my guitar anymore. All right. <laughs> and then if Rob would uh, stop yakking, then we could get to the next song. I know. I know. He just never stops talking over there. <laughs> All right. We do. I think we got time for both. All right. We can do two more. Let's do it. Let's go. So. This song is one that Mike wrote. It's called Serve My Sentence. It's a love song. (laughs) (laughs) The sentence that never ends.
didn't have no gun. There was no intent, total absence of a plan. I ain't never run no racket. I ain't never run no scam. But I serve my senses till my dying day. Well, I serve my senses till my dying day. a love song. In <laughs> case you didn't know, that is a song about love. <laughs> I actually thought about calling the record non-autobiographical songs about you. Oh, man, you just gave away the title of the second album. Well, maybe we'll push <laughs> it. <laughs> well, we're going to have like 10 or 11, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you'll squeeze in there eventually. <laughs> All right, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for having us, Scott. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Mike, Steve, yep. Charlie, Rob, Ken. Thank you very much, and please come back after that vinyl is ready and that release party is set to go, probably uh, beginning of next year by the time that happens. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's see you again. Yeah, All that'd right. be great. Sounds great. Thank you very much. All right. Ready for the last right. one? Yeah. Once again, Midnight Proof. <laughs> Guarantee you know my name, though no one's ever said it. Once I come through your hometown, you won't ever forget. So pour me a drink, I'll rip a story or two. I'll blow the roof right off of this place. 